This is Unclaimed Bands, episode four. Hey, what's up, music lovers? Welcome to another edition of Unclaimed Bands, featuring me, Amanda D. Mayhem, and Sean Gallagher. Today we're here with Mike Gallagher, a.k.a. Mikey Galactic. How are you doing today? Great, how you doing? I'm doing fine. All right, let's get this interview started. So, where did the name Mikey Galactic come from? Back in 2004, I did a soundtrack for um, a movie called The Bikini Bandit Save Christmas, which starred Maynard James Keenan from Tool as one of the voice characters, and uh, Schoolie D from the Aqua Teen Hunger Force. So um, I had to come up with a flashy name to go along with the music for the movie, so that was the closest to my actual name I could come with uh, the initials and whatnot, and I didn't want to go too far out with uh, how it was. Now that's quite a story. Mm -hmm. So you worked on that movie. Where has that taken you now? Well, let's see. So how old were you when you started playing music, and what instrument did you start out on? Uh, Acoustic guitar. I was probably about 13, 14, maybe. And what was the first song you played? I have no idea. You have no idea? <laughs> no. It's okay. What was the first song you wanted to play? Like, what really inspired you to make music? Oh, it had to be the Beatles. The Beatles. Yeah. Awesome. Nice. And Slayer. Of I course. I love Slayer. Of course. <laughs> you can definitely tell in the comedy acoustic yeah. sets that you do that you're a huge Slayer fan. So, are you a solo act or do you play with people? No, I play with myself. Are there advantages to playing with yourself? Yeah, you don't have to pay anybody else to watch you do it. And you recorded a new album by yourself, I take it? With yourself, by yourself? No, no, I brought in my engineer. Oh, your from engineer. My, from my studio, nice. yeah. What studio do you record at? Uh, Pine Street Studio. Awesome, awesome. Located at 4701 Pine Street in West Philadelphia. So let's circle back to your new album, your debut album, I believe. What was recording it like? Well, we did it live at the Raven Lounge in Philadelphia and it was pretty much a center city comedy night and we just set up a bunch of microphones and rocked it out. How would you describe the songs on your album and your lyrical content? Um, they're pretty much all songs about sex, drugs, and all done with an acoustic guitar. The finer things in life. Yeah, exactly. Sex, drugs, and acoustic guitar. <laughs> We're going to listen to a song. Because I'm sick of talking about the songs. Let's actually listen to it. And it is going to be The Difference Between a Bitch and a Slut by Mikey Galactic. All right, check it out. Give it up for the very funny Mr. Mikey Galactic! All right, what the fuck is up, everybody? All right, this first song is called The Difference Between a Bitch and a Slut. And the difference between a bitch and a slut is a slut will have sex with everyone, but a bitch will fuck everybody except me. <laughs> so this goes out to all... There's like three bitches up in this piece. You always have to be the center of attention. Oh yeah, and did I mention that you're perfect for yourself in every way? Hey, 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 you'll never ever find a guy that really likes you Cause every guy that looks at you just wants to fuck you Cause you're perfect for yourself in every way Well, the aspects of a bitch are too hard to resist 
So I insist to reminisce on all the sluts that I have dissed Cause a bitch is a girl that just thinks with her tits That's too stubborn to realize that she's just a ditz Playing hard to get to get her pussy wet Trying to make you go down Every time she's upset Always dressed to impress Looking for the next best And that thinks that she stands out above all the rest So tell me the difference between a bitch and a slut Well a slut'll let everyone fuck her up the butt But a bitch is more complicated so you might agree Cause a bitch will go and fuck everyone but me Fuck everyone but me Fuck everyone but me She'll have an annoying voice and try to be the center of attention Did I mention that she'll lack vocabulary, comprehension, and is self-absorbed with no self-esteem? A conceited slutty skis corrupting the whole scene Who seems to get off when her name is mentioned in a conversation In relation to a personality complication Bitch, just take a step back because you're standing on my dick If you wanna impress me, let's see how good you can lick So... Tell me the difference between a bitch and a slut Well, a slut'll let everyone fuck her up the butt But a bitch is more complicated, so you might agree Cause a bitch'll go and fuck everyone but me Fuck everyone but me Fuck everyone Fuck every, every, everyone Fuck every And you just heard the difference between a bitch and a slut off of Live at the Raven Lounge, Mikey Galactic's debut album. Where can we find your album at? You could pretty much pick it up at any show that I play. And uh, it's available on iTunes, and there is free downloads on MySpace. Awesome. So rumor has it that you had your record release show at the Troc Balcony. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, it was a blast. It was a smash. Uh, we did it at the balcony with Miss Talica and the Hydrogen Jukebox and Funk Harp and the Black River Thieves. All good friends of mine, and it was a great time. And tell us about this freak show experience that I was hearing about. Yeah, the Squidling Brothers Sideshow. It's uh, some pretty fucked up shit if you're into belly dancing, sword swallowing, and burlesque. What made you want to have a freak show at your record release party? Entertainment. Can you give us a little bit of a description of what coming out to see you live is like? Uh, pretty much what you'd hear on the record. I'm one of those people that sounds exactly like they do on the CD. That's rare. I like that. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Sounds great. Speaking of more live shows, what's your favorite venue to play at? Do you have any crazy venue stories? Any bad venue stories? Um, yeah, one time I was playing this show uh, probably about five or six years ago. Back when I first started off and I didn't really have my routine down, and a few lesbian girls in the crowd took it to offense, so they decided to throw a beer bottle at me on stage, which wasn't too smooth because I threw it right back at them. Why were the lesbians offended? They were just drunk and being lesbians. Drunk and violent lesbians at a exactly. Mikey Galactic show. <laughs> well, since then, you know, they've warmed up to me a little bit. You write comedic music. What's that songwriting process like? And how does it differ from bands out there that express themselves through like more of a emotional escape and whatnot? 
I pretty much just uh, can relate to any kind of topic or situation and just roll with it and say a lot of the shit that people don't want to say, but they all talk about. And it's kind of funny, like you see people at the shows and you see people that are trying to hold back the laughs and you know who really wants to uh, enjoy it and who doesn't. So it's, it's really funny to see the reaction when you hear songs like this. What's your favorite song off the new album? My favorite song off the new album would have to be Never Say Goodbye. Why is that? Because it's not fucked up or funny. It's not? No. Um, it's just a love song. It's actually about the first girl I had sex with, so it's kind of funny in, in sense. <laughs> I shouldn't say that. <laughs> is she listening to this? Probably. No. Oh, nice. What do you find are the difficulties in booking shows? Um, I really haven't ran into too many difficulties lately because um, it's, you know, it's comedy music. So I can hit the comedy club circuit with it and also appear to like, appeal to like your typical bar type, you know, venue in general for that. Do you seek out more venues or do venues seek you out once they hear your music? A little bit of both. How do you promote your shows? Via internet. What websites? Facebook. Okay. So we and can... I got a Twitter page too now. Oh, that's awesome. What's the Twitter page? What's the link? Mikey Galactic or Twitter. Whatever. Twitter backslash yeah. Mikey Galactic. And then Facebook backslash Mikey Galactic. Oh, yeah. There's MySpace too. Awesome. Awesome. What other hobbies do you have besides playing music or passions, interests? I like to play tennis. I like to skateboard. I like to ride bicycles. How has making music affected your personal life, if at all? It's actually improved it. <laughs> good pickup lines. Bands, yes, know? good pickup lines. <laughs> the difference between a slut and a bitch. <laughs> I got to use that the next time I'm at the bar. Do you find it harder being a comedic acoustic performer than being a non-comedic acoustic performer? Um, yeah, it definitely is difficult, and I've been working on like my stand-up in between songs. And, I mean, honestly, I just hide behind a guitar and sing funny songs. So to a typical comedian, it's so much more, I feel it's so much more difficult to get up and do what they do. And I respect that a lot more, you know. How has the feedback from comedians about your performance been? Believe it or not, when I first started off doing it, they didn't like me too much just because I did hide behind a guitar. But since playing like the Philly comedy circuit over the past couple years, you know, they tend to warm up to you and everybody knows everybody in Philly, especially in the comedy scene. So, you know, they give you pointers. You should do this. You should do that. You know, help you improve your set. So you got a lot of love in the city of brotherly love. Awesome. Awesome. Let's have a listen to another tune. Here we have Oh My God, which you can find on Mikey Galactic's MySpace.
My God by Mikey Galactic. Great song, by the way. Yeah, thanks. That's one. Of, that's actually one of my favorite songs I ever wrote. Um, it's it's kind of funny because it, it, it's about like you know obviously like meeting chicks on the internet and that kind of shit. But lately, all the ladies have been saying O M G stands for Oh Mikey Galactic. It's a good joke. I like that one. <laughs> Do you find yourself seeking out to play more shows or more venues seeking out for you to play their shows? Actually, lately, since I got the CD out and about, um, I've been getting a lot of offers to fill in slots for cancellations or just, you know, somebody bows on the bill and I jump up there, real, you know, easy setup, plug in the guitar, go, entertain for 20 minutes, and I'm done. And that makes your fan base grow. Oh, exactly. I Tell mean, us a little bit about your fans and your um, fan interaction. Pretty much, like, I got, you know, my people, my people. I got them, but um, I can really, you know, I find it real comfortable to walk into any room, feel out the crowd, and by the end of the night, you know, nine out of ten people are most likely going to like it, especially if they're drinking. Now, do you consider yourself a comic that does music or a musician who does comedy? Definitely a musician who does comedy, because I'm not really that funny in person. Have you been told that, or that's just the oh, that's personal just consensus yeah. you came to? Do you see yourself making music that's not comedic? Oh, definitely, yeah. But I figured this laid like a pretty good foundation of what I can eventually progress it into. That's, you know, not as funny, but more like to grow as a musician is what I'm looking at. I've been playing piano a lot now, so I've moved from the guitar to the piano, which is a different platform of, you know, performing. You should just add like a polka dot suit and you can be Elton John. You know what? That wouldn't be a bad idea. Benny and the Jets. What was one of the most important parts of the recording process? I'd contemplated putting on a studio album over the course of last year, worked on it for a while, and just went way over budget on it. 
And I figured it would be really difficult to even perform with not having a band to back me up. So I just said, fuck it. I grabbed my engineer. We brought a whole bunch of awesome recording equipment down to the Raven Lounge, set up some crowd mics, and just did a whole acoustic set, and then came back and mixed it down. And there you go. We had a record. Who did you have engineer on the album? Uh, it was engineered and mixed by Martin Sticks Latte, who is actually the drummer for the Hydrogen Jukebox. So do you have any advice for people that are aspiring to do to mix comedy and music? Yeah, go for it, because it's fun. I mean, I love doing it. I love performing it. People love hearing it. Why not? What types of bands do you play with? Do you play with bands that are also comedic or other types of bands? You know what? Um, it's kind of funny, because... The best part about, I guess, the music I play is I can fit on any bill, like opening up for Mistalica, you know, metal bands, and uh, and just playing with other comedians. So it's it's really widespread, you know, where it fits in. I think it's overall everybody enjoys it. Do you see yourself ever going G-rated, Disney approved? Oh, hell yeah. I'm actually working on writing some kids' songs right now, believe it or not. Really? Yeah. They're all songs about, oh, okay. like, look both ways when crossing the street and... Don't talk to strangers and, you know, shit like that. So it's going to be Mikey Galactic Rogers. Sort of. Yeah, that, I see where you're going with it. What inspired you to start writing kid songs? Oh, I got two nieces. So, you know, hanging out with them, you know, I can't really no cussing around or my sister will fucking whoop my ass. Besides the obvious, what's the difference between writing the G-rated and writing the X-rated? Well, G-rated, you can play at your local coffee house. X-rated, you can play at your local strip club. So what's next for Mikey Galactic? I, I think I'm going to finish up and actually try and put out an official studio release as opposed to a live recording. And uh, really just bringing a whole bunch of musicians to get involved with it. A lot of my friends and people from other bands and really, really, uh, you know, get something rolling on it. I have all the material laid out and, you know, it's just the process of putting it together and making it sound good. How has playing X-rated music affected your marketing? It definitely has, you know, limitations to it because obviously, you know, there's no actual radio play and it's it's hard to really get it across like cuz radio is a big media platform, you know, to get your music heard. So it's yeah, there's there's, you know, limitations to it. So that's why I've tried to outsource to a few different people with, uh, you know, helping me try and write more stuff that's radio friendly, in a sense. And I don't know, honestly, it's easy to write songs that are just, you know, let's say X-rated. I don't know. I, I find it comes more pretty appealing. natural to me. Yeah, exactly. And it's hard for me, just me personally, to write songs that are family oriented, let's say. On behalf of Unclaimed Bands, I want to say thank you for sitting down with us and spilling your guts. Thank you. Thank you for having me. No problem. This is Amanda D. Mayhem signing off, as always, with passion. The statements, views, and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and in no way reflect the views of unclaimed bands, its parent company, or subsidiaries.